Feast. Hi. Hello, podcast fans. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time of Condra. And I'm Tyler, who's upgraded the <laughs> listeners to fans. Wow, how special. <laughs> Today, we're talking about Minute 66 of High School Musical 3, senior year. <gasps> no, don't be surprised. Evil, no, that's evil 666. <laughs> there needs to be three sixes for it to be evil. But, like, execute order 66. Yeah, that's true. What happens in the minute, Condra? <laughs> minute 66 starts out with Sharpay saying, the only thing holding Gabriella back is Troy, <laughs> and ends with Troy asking Gabriella if she wants the last strawberry. Wow. I do love gasping in the middle of intros. <laughs> Especially when it just throws me off. <laughs> <laughs> A well-placed gasp is hilarious. If used effectively. If used effectively, yeah. Which I suppose I have poor comedic timing, so <laughs> I don't. So, yeah, so <laughs> you're right in uh, in saying that, yeah, Sharpay is laying on the guilt train for Troy here. Be like, yeah, the only thing holding back Gabriella from going to the Stanford Honors and achieving all of her dreams is... Is you, you, Troy Bolton. Because if you haven't heard about it, then that must mean she's feeling reluctant because of you. Like, why would she hold that info back? And if she stays in Albuquerque just to be with you and she could achieve her dreams of being a Stanford college graduate, yeah, we don't then actually... that's your fault, Troy. We have no idea why Gabriella wants to go to, like, does she want to do chemistry? Yeah, is that like their famous program? I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. College programs are famous. But yeah, he, Troy's holding her back. Remember in um, <laughs> Shrek 3 when Justin Timberlake goes, and the only one holding you back is you. And then he points at that one guy and they're like, me? And everyone tries <laughs> get to get him. Get him, lads. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I was just. Referencing other movies that are actually better. I wanted to if, do the Shrek and, trilogy. And if and if the bar is and if the bar is Shrek three for quality, then that is a low bar. I wanted to do the Shrek trilogy, and you were like, no. And then we were like, how about High School Musical? And you were like, sure. And I don't understand still. I still think the concept of having a High School Musical podcast <laughs> is less cringy than having a Shrek podcast. Except Shrek is so in right now. Like, I am shopping for Studio Ghibli things, and I have found Shrek earrings. I found a Shrek tiara. Like Shrek is always in. You found a Fiona tiara, not a Shrek tiara. But it's from the Shrek movies. <laughs> um. Sharpay does the effective manipulation tactic of leaving the conversation before any more questions can be asked. She just says toodles and walks off. I love yeah. when she says toodles. Can there be a singular toodle? Toodaloo? Toodaloo. Maybe we've talked about this before, too. <laughs> Tippecanoe and Tyler, too. Daloo. Oodalali? That'll be the ti- that that'll be the very confusing <laughs> title of the episode. <laughs> I'm confused. Thank God Tim I don't know. and Tyler Tootaloo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she says, Oh, Troy, you should feel guilty, and then leaves. Don't give men any time to process their emotions. That's very important. That's how you get them to do rash things. Oh boy. Are we getting a rash <laughs> thing coming up? Well, it's hard to say because it seems like it's morning, like 
oh, people are arriving to school. The buses are arriving. And then we get the scene between Troy and Sharpay. And then we cut to Gabriella on her bed doing homework at night. Yeah, the day is not important enough. But Troy didn't see Gabriella at any time in the day to be like, oh, do you want to talk about this Stanford Honors Program thing that I'm finally hearing about? Well, no, he doesn't want to. He wants to broach the conversation and have it in a responsible manner, not just like a flyby at school. He wants the time to talk about it. I guess, but it does seem, I mean, it becomes clear that in this minute that he's buttering her up a little bit, yeah. maybe as a congratulations, but maybe as like an ease into an uncomfortable topic of conversation. I think it's- Or both. Maybe, maybe it's not the best idea to like save a conversation for like the moment where you can make it just right for like- like, it, that's also a little manipulative to be like, aha, I've done all these nice things for you. And now we have to have a hard conversation. And aren't you going to feel bad if you make me feel bad? Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, but they're 18. They're 17, 18 years old. <laughs> Communication skills are not strong yet. But I mean, that's what we're supposed to be looking at the Troy and Gabriella relationship for is like, oh, this is a tried and true pairing. But like. Not but always not. with them, yeah. That's the thing, <laughs> they're is still like going they're through. still teenagers. Why must I be a teenager in love? Some days I feel so happy, some days I feel so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so angry all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> I guess I should learn to take the good with the bad. Anyway, um, <laughs> the facts of life? No, that's that's teenager in love oh that's also part of the facts of life so yes you take the good you take, take the, bad, the bad you make some together and what do you have yeah uh <laughs> it's it's a it's a pretty quick setup here where gabrielle is working on homework her phone is already ringing she picks it up and troy is humorously pretending to be italian in the phone i don't yeah, is he doing almost, an accent he is doing an accent and i didn't interpret it as italian because he used an R for the L. At least that's how I heard it. And I was like, is he being really offensive here? I, I, I honestly, I can't hear in my head the voice that he was doing. I, he's doing foreign, which I guess is anyway, not ideal. Anyway, you slice it, not ideal. <laughs> I think we as a culture haven't quite said making fun of the Italian accent is as racist as making fun of other accents. Yeah. But maybe we should. It's still fun to do a Mario voice. Yeah. I think I think you're still allowed to do a Mario voice. I think Mario's the extent <laughs> of the Mario's the only accent you can do. And it has to be it's Mario me, specifically. A pizza guy, yeah. It has to be Mario, because even if it like you vary it into just general Italian, it's like, nope, can't do that. But Mario? Well, I'm glad we walked into that minefield. Yeah. <laughs> So he's doing a voice, which for 2008, Troy is fine, I but guess. cringy as heck. Yeah. I mean, he also, he does this sort of thing as like a semi-ironic thing. Like, oh, what if I called my girlfriend and pretended to be a pizza guy? Like, that's not a serious joke. That's a very sarcastic joke. <laughs> I like, to Gabriella's generic start of something new ringtone. Like, it's not yes. start of something new, that was, but it's I, supposed to sound like it. And I was just like, why? I forgot that I was going to ask about that. <laughs> like, what's her ringtone supposed to be? Is it supposed to be a callback to a song? I don't remember. It's almost like start of something new, but like not quite. But maybe it's a different part of the song, not the chorus. So, yeah, I don't know. And yeah, Troy so says he, he has a special delivery. 
a pizza. Well, she no-butts his pizza thing. She goes, I didn't order a pizza. You're supposed to say yes and this. But maybe they're not super into role playing. Yeah, I, I could see Gabriella being like, no. She's too logical and intellectual for this. Hey, do I see similarities what? in myself with Gabriella? Condra <laughs> doesn't do bits. <laughs> Gabriella doesn't do bits. Wow. I feel so seen right now. <laughs> so Troy is standing at the bottom of her balcony being like, your favorite, a margarita pizza. And what's a picnic without chocolate covered strawberries? This was very confusing because I don't think pizza and chocolate covered strawberries are a combo. No, they're not. But like, it's nice that he brought both food and dessert. Yeah. Chocolate covered strawberries aren't cheap too. No, they're, and they're delicious. But it's weird that Gabrielle is like, it can't be a picnic without chocolate covered strawberries. Like, that's a weird insistence. Cause she's like, you're <laughs> like, she's like, yes, you, th- th- it, it is required. Like, well, maybe that's a little relationship bit they have. Yeah. Like after their first picnic and on the golf course, they're like, you know what? It can never be that bad again. <laughs> you know what makes everything great? Chocolate covered strawberries. Do you think Troy snuck into the local edible arrangements shop and stole or bought chocolate covered strawberries? I mean, you could also just like. You could just buy them anywhere, the, I suppose. Yeah, I was yeah. just just saying Troy likes to make life a little sweeter. Aww. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess not much happens dialogue-wise in this minute between Troy and Gabriella because they do the little pizza guy shtick. He, like, has the pizza and basket, like, already tied to a rope. Yeah, it's very Nightmare Before Christmas, Sally giving Jack the bottle. I guess, did Gabriella already have, like, a rope pull-up system set up? Maybe. Maybe after she started dating Troy. And the other question is, does Gabriella's mom know that this is happening? No, because Gabriella tells him to shush. Okay, I guess that is reasonable. I mean, she could tell him to shush by instinct, but Troy actually already knocked on the door and went, hey, Mrs. Montez, I'm going to do like a romantic thing where I bring Gabriella a pizza and some chocolate-covered strawberries. Is that okay with you? I mean, that would be responsible, but I feel like it's it doesn't seem very Troy in this moment. It's implied that he went the same way in as the pizza and picnic basket, i.e. up the tree and onto the balcony. Yeah. And yeah, so it turns from that to them just like lying on her floor, polishing off the pizza. Troy doesn't eat his crusts or not all of his crusts. I feel like if you're eating a whole pizza and you don't want to eat all of your crusts, that's fine. Like if you just have one slice, eat the crust. Like it's not going to kill you. But if you get to the end of a pizza, you're like, Maybe the crust is bad. Maybe it's a little burnt. You're like, I don't need this crust. Like, I've had it. I'm over it. But they ate a whole pizza between the two of them. It's a margarita pizza, though, so it's not like it's a heavy pizza. Margarita pizza is usually designed as, like, a thin style. Okay. <laughs> Me rationalizing eating a whole pizza. <laughs> yeah, Who'd have like, thought? Mm. <laughs> uh, There's two of them. There's two of them. Yeah, but that's still, we like, didn't... four slices each. Because the size of the crust is big. Troy probably ate all those slices yeah, Gabriella had, too. Troy is a, is a 17, 18-year-old boy. So, yes, I, I suppose that yeah. is true. So they're having a romantic bedroom floor picnic. It's a little unfortunate because they have to, like, pose them lying on the floor. 
And like and Gabrielle Tro- is wearing a dress, so she has to be positioned very particularly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know if this is what you're going for, Disney movie. This is a little specific. Yeah. Didn't quite hit. Troy's kind of like propped up on his elbow with his like feet out to the side. Gabrielle is lounging as well, though. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's fine. It's just like a little weird. Yeah, I like. I guess they were going for picnic, so picnic involves floor eating on the surface of the ground or floor, and you don't want to maybe eat on someone's bed. Yeah, especially not a pizza. It's gonna get greasy. <laughs> what is this? A hotel room? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get grease on the blankets. Grease? That's inconsiderate. Grease as I, I, don't know. Yeah, I, I, know, just, I know, I know. I okay. was just waiting to see what you were doing with it. <laughs> and we're clearly Sandy? like, we're clearly <laughs> building up to something. Like Troy has some nervous energy to him. As how often does how often does Troy do a random romantic thing like this though? Yeah, I don't know. He could do it a lot. Like he did the tea for Troy. He did the picnic at the and the pool. Although he was late <laughs> i feel like you know he's got some of his money from the summer that he made and he's spending it on gabriella and you gotta respect that yeah yeah it's cute and i'm sure mrs bolton is thrilled <laughs> but yeah it definitely seems like he's setting her up for something obviously we know it's going to be a conversation that's probably not going to end well no probably not and i guess it's interesting because Troy is probably coming to this conversation encouraging Gabriella to do the Stanford thing. Yeah, and he's probably excited for her and like looking looking for like understanding that she's not going to be there and is okay with it cuz that's a big deal for her future. And Gabriella is going to be the one who's like, "No, I think I should stay." Which we've talked about this like kind of sitcom trope of like the high achieving girlfriend staying for the sake of the boyfriend. And the idea that, like, the boyfriend's encouraging her to go and the girlfriend's saying, like, no, I might stay, like, is kind of a reversal on that trope. But also not because it's still, like, guilting the woman into thinking her relationship's more important than her career, I guess. Yeah. That is where, like, that 70s show always irked me in that way. And where I really liked Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, and we've literally had this conversation before. I know, but just, like, reiterating. (laughs) I think there is sort of a, a background thing with that 70s show. Where it's like the characters are all kind of slackers and underachievers and yeah, losers. Donna like that's kind of the point. Donna is just like a slightly less slacker than the rest <laughs> of them. Um. Anyway, it's a weird setup here. It seems like they're trying to do like, oh, Troy does a romantic gesture. But like it's I, at this point, it's like it's nothing new. Yeah. Been there, done that just get us to the interesting stuff. And it seems like we're getting there. So I guess I'm not complaining a ton. Yeah. We just had to have a transition scene. Yeah. And we made it through. Didn't know how lost I was. Finally made it through. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's in Shrek. Uh, Like a surgeon. (laughs) Yeah. It's in Shrek too. Okay. They, they, they say like a virgin in Shrek too. Do they? I doubt it. Maybe it's at the end of Shrek one. Maybe they don't do the phrase like a virgin, no, but they, they don't. do like so. I, the, no, the, I made the it verse. through the wilderness. How I made it through. Didn't know how lost it. Fiona sings it at the end of Shrek. Okay, okay. In the in the big dance party <laughs> yeah, ending. Okay. Yeah. 
Sorry, I was just like, no, that is Shrek. And then Farquaad from inside the dragon's belly sings Stayin' Alive. Yeah, yeah, classic. That's fun. Classic. And then he comes back as a ghost and haunts you in... In Shrek 4D. Shrek 4D, Universal Studios. Heck yeah. (laughs) So I guess he wasn't staying alive after all. Yeah. It's very... Oh, crap. What's the the sandworm in um, Star Wars? going to take a thousand years for him to get digested. Crate dragon? No, not the crate dragon. The sarlacc? The sarlacc. Thank you. Sorry, my brain just was like, no. Sarlacc's less of a sandworm, but yeah. whatever. It's a little like got legs. I love the little <laughs> model of it in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. There's a little model of it and it's so cute. Well, before I go off on a super tangent, do you want to talk about our decom of the week segment? Yeah, we got a segment. Cue the music. What are you bringing me today to talk about, Kondra? Tyler, we had talked about a while ago a certain film, and you were like, I don't know what that is. So I decided to bring it to you today. Okay. Tyler. I don't know what I said I don't know, so what? I would love for you to tell me the plot. Of the classic Lindsay Lohan film, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Hmm. This is true. I don't actually know what this movie's about. But this is a theatrical release, not a decom, it just to be clear. It is a theatrical release, so yeah. But it is in the right time. It is peak decoming time. It was eventually played on Disney Channel after it came out in theaters. We're in a post- Lindsay Lohan cameo in the new Mean Girls movie era. When I was watching the Mean Girls musical, one of the teens in the row next to me had to explain to the other teen, oh, she was in the original movie. Oh, no. (laughs) When she popped up on screen. My Mean Girls watching experience was amazing. (laughs) I still haven't seen it yet, so. Um, And because I haven't said it on the podcast, um, not that this is the sort of thing that life needs to be measured by, but I was the only man in the theater and it was a pretty full theater. Lots of there was like a group of like thirty teenage girls who had all been brought by their moms, like as kind of a group. Yeah. And it was me and our mother yep. also there, which is funny because I probably saw it with you and her in two thousand four in the movie theaters. I actually I didn't see it in the movie theaters. I didn't see it until we got it on DVD at home. Okay, so maybe we saw a different like slightly older than yeah recommended comedy of that style around that era but anyway um confessions of a teenage drama queen okay i know i i can i, I actually know the like the main riff of the song that girl was wild. yeah i had this <laughs> i had this soundtrack i actually still have this soundtrack on cd okay i think there's something about like her showing up to like uh like a like a rock band's like dressing room or like like a con and there's like a con and I think it ends with a concert because I think they sing the song in the concert, but and she like maybe lies about being a journalist, but that's just almost famous. So I'm not sure what my strings crossing are. I always thought the title was a little bit confusing. It sounds like the name of a like a book title that like is trying to appeal to teens but isn't quite successful at it. I guess that's what the movie is doing too. Like, a teenage drama queen, like, 
What do you have to confess about? Because like Frankie Muniz and Big Fat Liar, you're like, okay, that makes sense. He's a liar. <laughs> and liars tell stories. And what is a movie but a story? What is but a drama- movie but a story? <laughs> <laughs> what are movies but lies that we tell ourselves? But Drama Queen is just like, am I supposed to be like intrigued by the fact that you're a dramatic person? Like, I guess people watch reality TV shows to like get that out of their system but like i don't like is are, is she confessing that she is a teenage drama queen because being a teenage drama queen doesn't imply that you've like done bad things it's just that you are involved in drama so <laughs> do, you, do you understand what i'm saying about the title i do but also you're so micro analyzing it that it like you're forgetting about the phrase drama queen and like being a, such a drama queen exact, yeah yeah yeah, when queen is used as an insult, it's very weird. <laughs> um, I'm glad we as a society have c- turned around on the word queen and use it only to be affirming. Yes, queen. <laughs> um, okay, so Lindsay Lohan plays Shelby or Stephanie or Brittany or whatever. And she is a teenager who's into fashion and she's popular but she has she has wants she has goals she's not she's not a Regina George who's resting on her laurels she's she's a go getter but no one takes her seriously so she gets involved in drama because when she enters a situation and like wants to do things earnestly nobody takes her seriously because she's a pretty woman basically does this make sense as a setup yeah everyone assumes that she's a drama queen and she has had drama in the past, but she's trying to maybe move past this. But maybe her interests are even still a little bit childish. I, because like like I'm saying, she, I have this mem- memory of like a, a rock band and a concert being involved or something. So maybe she like wants to be a, a music journalist and doesn't really understand what that means. She just thinks it means getting to talk to men in eyeliner in the backstage before concerts. And so... Um, she basically goes, it's on a clueless-esque like journey of self-actualization in which she kind of gets put through the ringer as a woman and as a teenager who needs to figure out like what is actually empowering and what is just something that is like, she, she, uh, she goes through the movie like thinking that she's doing things as a serious person, but actually doing things as like a child would as sort of a phony. And then it takes her a long time to be like, okay, this is how I do things. And by the end of the movie, she is like, I guess, yeah, I guess I'm doing legally blonde and everything else. Like, even though I haven't seen those movies, I've seen clueless, but I haven't seen legally blonde. Legally blonde is so good. (laughs) And and I, and I guess the conceit of legally blonde is that she's, she's extremely competent, but Mm -hmm. no one takes her seriously. And that's their fault. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm doing the reverse where it's like, Shelby or whatever is incompetent, but like capable. She has potential. No one's willing to give her that chance though. Everyone treats what she does as gossip and drama. But I like the idea of like someone who's been involved in drama, like realizing that journalism is like a path that should be taken seriously. And maybe, maybe she like is looking into this band because she thinks they're like the hot new band, but then she uncovers like, an actual scandal and gets them canceled. Actually, that would be kind of a fun plot for a movie. It's just she said, but a teen comedy. 
Does that does that count as a guess? Uh, did sure. you need any more in- details no, or information? No, that's fine. That's fine. Did I did I do something that was almost too meaningful? Yeah, yeah, I think you did. <laughs> oh, oh darn! You basically shame on me did... for trying to well, tell an no. empowering story. <laughs> I think you more did get a clue. The other Lindsay Lohan movie where she's a journalist. Weird, because I don't know what what movie you're talking about. <laughs> okay, well. This movie's kind of Pygmalion, or My Fair Lady. Okay. So, I say kind of, it's not exactly, but it Pygmalion is rooted in the story, like, that's the performance they're doing in the, like, they're, they're, they do a play in the show, and it's Pygmalion, or... Uh, there's a little bit of Misana Beam where they layer that story, yeah. Yeah. So, Lola i.e. Lindsay Lohan, is a new girl at a school and she comes in like with the big guns like that her father knows the famous rock star. She used to live in New York City and has done all these things. And she befriends this very quiet, shy girl who is into theater. And so they, they share that, but like they're very different people. Lola's very loud and outspoken. And the her friend just can't believe that she's friends with her like she's so glamorous and like so outgoing that it's like wow how how can we be friends but through a trip to new york city to meet this rock star who lola only kind of knows and it like definitely oversold the relationship and the friend kind of freaks out because the rock star is really like dangerously drunk and they're like 16 and it's really inappropriate for them to be like hanging out kind of thing she she gets mad at her and is like why do you lie like why are you to the point of cruel like with your lying and lola kind of pities her takes pity on herself but it's revealed through her mom that like being a kid of a a different kind of background is not something to be ashamed of and while all this like friend stuff is going on they're getting ready to put on the show and Lola had borrowed the fancy dress from the finale of the play that was fitted to her and did it get ruined by them going to New York City and there's like the rich popular girl drama of like oh well I actually know this guy but he made a point to like hang out with Lola and the friend kind of thing at the the friend's party to be like they weren't lying kind of thing. And it ends with Lola telling her friend her real name, which I don't remember. And like, so her name is not Lola. Her name is not really Lola. That's like part of it too is like, are you kidding me? You lied about what your name was (laughs) like. So at the end, like there's this reconciliation of like, she transformed herself into something that, was kind like a kind nice person and to fit in and like really shine in this way and yeah there's just this like weird song at the end like a a very music video the end of the lizzie mcguire movie kind of song and there's like a little bit of romance but that's not the main point it's like a relationship between the friends is the main point of it and it's so it's kind of pygmalion-y kind of like high school drama pygmalion in that the like the rock star is trying to shape Lola into being no, something that Lola is trying to shape the friend into something and like to that's, be that's more... Emma that's clueless 
no. Kind of, but yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess I know what you mean. So it's. It seems like it's not entirely a successful movie. Like, it doesn't I mean, feel yeah. like it's. Yeah. It doesn't it's, feel like it's doing the power fantasy. Yeah, it's a bunch of moments, but none of the moments necessarily. And I'm going to be honest, this is all from memory. I didn't actually look up the movie. <laughs> Otherwise, you would have remembered her real name. Yeah, it's fine. It's something like Sarah or Lily. Like, it's a. Uh, right, she's like, it was too boring of a name. She you thought. remember it well enough to explain it. So. I liked the movie. I especially liked the end song. Like, I thought it was a fun original song for the movie because the rest of the soundtrack is like, oh, generic pop song kind of stuff. But it, it was just an opportunity for, like, Lindsay Lohan to, to be a, like, a she, she has a good voice. And, like, Wait, it was her to So sing. she does sing the song at the end that yeah, is her yeah, singing? Okay. Yeah, it's her singing. Okay. Interesting. Well, I guess as a Lindsay Lohan vehicle, like, it continued her career it's not the peak of her career but like everybody has that like middle movie that you made yeah um what's the amanda Bynes movie that's like a little bit more serious is it what a girl wants so what a girl wants is the one where she finds out her father lives in england and like she has to transform herself into like a proper british lady to some extent I also don't remember anything about that movie other than being like, I think this is a little more boring and less like comedy than yeah. Amanda Bynes movies usually are. Yes, yes, uh, definitely. That one is, it's still a good, like for what it is, it's not a bad movie. Uh, Colin Firth is her father, I'm pretty sure, which is pretty funny Wild. too. Seems on the nose. All right, well, I'm, I'm glad we were able to confess that teenage drama queen. Lore. That girl was me. Good job, Ty. At what? some point, I'll have to listen to that song. But, but yes, thank you for bringing that movie. That was fun. And until next time, you can find us on social media at Amateur Nerds on Instagram. Or on Tumblr at Wildcat Minute. Or send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know your favorite Lindsay Lohan film. Is it Falling for Christmas? I was going to be like, what's her newer rom-com-y one? And that was it. Thank you. <laughs> Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. We'll see you next time to find out if a fight breaks out between Troy and Gabriella. You can bet on it.